Air pollution, largely from power generation, reduced life expectancy and was responsible for over 30,000 deaths in the United States alone between 1999 and 2015. Fortunately, the world has felt a shift in energy generation since then, with renewable energy systems accounting for 72% of all new power capacity globally by in 2019. Solar and wind has contributed 90% of this added capacity. But even with the positive health and environmental benefits that have been achieved with this shift, is the renewable energy technology of today enough to truly bring society back to balance with the planet? I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be speaking with Pablo Vidarte about how his company, Bio, is developing perhaps the greenest energy system society has ever seen. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Welcome, Pablo, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, for our listeners, Pablo Viadarte is the founder and CEO of Bio, a Barcelona-based startup that generates electricity from plants. Pablo, the future prospects of powering our communities with energy from nature is truly exciting, and, and using plants is revolutionary. But before we get into Bio and the amazing technology you have created, I'd like to start off this interview by asking you, what is your biggest fear for society in the next five to 10 years? Well, hello, first of all, Michael, um, really nice being here. Uh, first up, I think that um, if we're talking about uh, five to 10 years, we should think about what is happening right now. First off, in terms of COVID, because we've seen that the world is kind of recovering, at least a little bit in terms of uh, climate change and things like that. But the problem right now is that um, what will happen right after? I mean, if we think that the COVID is doing a, a great, a good change in terms of climate change, uh, we have to think that it's also creating a very negative impact in, in terms of uh, economic uh, economics and and every th single thing related with that. So the problem is that if we have um, um, low resources in, in terms of um, how to expand our cities, how to expand our companies, and we focused on increasing benefits because we are really struggling with that instead of actually creating good impact, that is perhaps one of the greatest problems that we will have in the in the short term. So once we surpass that frontier, because in a lot of um, countries they are already uh, seeing that problem that they, that it's just going to happen. Uh, if we are able to trespass that that problem, we will see that uh, the thing uh, the things will turn like like we were before. Um, so just like t uh, a year or, or two years ago, uh, the the main issue right now is that we are simply too late or that we see or that we think that the renewable sources that we have right now are actually the solution. They are not really the solution. The, the thing is that they're basically preventing the world from getting worse. What we should fight for and, and the huge, huge problem that I see right now is that we don't see that we really need technologies and new ways to innovate um, to make the world recover uh, to what we actually had before as a planet. 
So in other words, uh, what we think of is, you know, solar and wind and these other renewable sources, um, it's really just a, a Band-Aid right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not it's healing. Bear in mind that, for example, in, in Germany, we are even cutting down trees to, to place solar panels, which is basically a, a black panel uh, where there was a tree before. And uh, that's basically a very, a very radical example, but it's a real one. So bear in mind that um, we are fighting um, the, the illness, uh, not really uh, by preventing it, but just from topping the, the, the bleeding. And, and that's not really the way we should do it. I mean, that's the way we should do it in, in the short term. But the thing is that if we get lost in that short term view, well, we, we're lost. So the, this problem, I, I mean, talking specifically about energy generation, I mean, clearly we I don't see, and I'm sure you agree, that the world's um, need for energy is going to decrease. I mean, its efficiency can increase, certainly. Um, but its ultimate need is is not going to to go away. So tell me, what what is this real the real challenge right now in terms of energy production and, and the opportunity? Well, uh, it's it's always about risks and mitigations. When talking about, for example, uh, nuclear power, we all already know the risks, but there are other solutions like, for example, um, nuclear uh, power based in, in thorium, which is not really radioactive. And, and if it explodes, we, we won't have the problems that, that we had before. If we talk about fusion power, well, that's something that we're already working at, but it, I mean, as a society, not us. <laughs> uh, but those are things that uh, give you an example of what we should focus on, on, on new technologies that are being implemented right now, like the ones that we do to literally use nature, not just as something to be placed uh, on a park just because it's beautiful, but actually to, to get a profit out of it, to even make the most selfish companies um, uh, not to, to want to cut the trees down, but actually uh, take care of them just because they, they are obtaining a profit out of it. So let's talk a little bit about bio and, and the work, the amazing work that you're doing to to achieve this. Um, tell us a little bit, first of all, of, of how you came to create bio. Yeah, so uh, actually I, I was involved in, in another company. It, it was a hardware based company. We were creating um, uh, trackers and, and things related with, with telecommunications. and. I suddenly woke up from, from the bed and, and had a, a really cool dream, by the way. And basically, I thought about the idea of what if we could actually treat the plant, uh, the, the leaf of a plant as a, as a solar panel. And, and the short answer is that it's it's really not possible, as, uh, as I say it. <laughs> but um, uh, there was a way that I suddenly found out, uh, and I say suddenly because I, I went into to the computer for the whole day and the day after without even sleeping and I was searching for ways to actually um, use that uh, process that nature was um, already using and I, I, I understood and I uh, found that there were organizations even NASA or the MIT who were creating biological batteries they were using them to, to basically obtain energy out of uh, wastewater plants. 
And uh, that is very impressive because they were basically using the organic matter there and microorganisms eating that organic matter to create electrons and then uh, create a, um, an electric current. But um, after all, uh, I, I said, well, what if we do this in a static environment? And after all, I went uh, with the team, uh, we began uh, uh, creating different prototypes and concepts. And after a year of creating a prototype after a prototype, we, um, we began with the beer basically because we we realized that it was not only possible but something that was really the future itself and and that's how beer uh, came to life I, I mean actually we've been like five years with the whole company and, and so tell me like give our audience a sense of how much energy can be generated from a plant and, and does the size of the plant the type of plant uh, what uh, determine how much energy is is used yeah, so we are not just obtaining energy out of plants. We, uh, if we say that we are obtaining energy out of nature itself, is because sometimes we just do it out of a, a soil field, for example. We don't even need plants in a lot of cases, which is very convenient, because one of the applications, for example, is uh, using uh, like small biological batteries that you basically plug into the soil, and you're uh, able to obtain like a 20 watts hour per day in in, in discharges of, of 100 milliseconds. And that's very interesting, because it's like 3,000 times what uh, you actually require for a sensor and uh, it's not a lot of energy I mean right now we are not competing against solar panels for example but it's something that we will do in the next uh, five to ten years and uh, our goal is to go from agriculture to cities and actually we're not just developing this technology we are developing other technologies in order to to make this more accessible from now so that um, I mean, in fact, we're actually creating installations right now in, in cities. So anyway, it's it's a whole bunch of, of things, uh, uh, the ones that I could be speaking about right now. But in general terms, we are producing energy. It's useful, um, but it's going to be even more useful in the coming years. And, and so you mentioned the work at MIT and, and NASA of using microorganisms. Uh, to generate those electrons. Is is that a similar process? Is that what that process is like with bio? Yeah, exactly. But the mm, fundamental thing here, apart from using a different concept of biological battery, the fundamental concept is that we are not using um, like uh, artificially made microorganisms. We are just using the microorganisms that are naturally found in the soil. The only thing we do is like a hotel for them. So we plug that hotel in, in the ground and we attract only the ones who are more convenient for our battery, the, the ones who, who basically create more electrons or the ones who, who conduct them. Um, and basically those microorganisms are already living in that soil. What we do is just to increase their um, concentration in our battery. And that's a very cool concept because it's basically creating a microburst without actually affecting or negatively affecting the the external environment it's amazing and and so tell me a little bit more about the actual products that you you either have now or in development yeah so basically we have 
two main lines. One is uh, using plants as biological switches to, uh, well, for example, when you touch a plant and being able to uh, switch on lights or sound or whatever. And that is something that we are using uh, for demotics, for example. And uh, well, it's called bio installations because we, because we are uh, basically creating installations uh, indoor, outdoors for cities, for companies. And that is something that is already in the market. Uh, then we have an educational line, which is very interesting because uh, even a parent can can buy that so that their kids can learn how to how to create a biological battery, and that's very easy, very straightforward. You just go to our webpage and ask for that. And those are the lines who are commercially available right now. We are developing, on the other hand, the um, uh, the two lines uh, which uh, are not already in the market uh, related with um, the agricultural sector with providing batteries, uh, biological batteries for, for sensors in agriculture and the other line, which is uh, focused on creating panels, uh, which are basically um, uh, placed uh, under the, um, the grass terrain in, in any kind of surface like a park or, or a garden. And, and the thing is that we will launch that in two years time more or less. Um, and the goal is to basically turn on uh, light points in, in those parks and gardens, uh, irrigation systems, and in the future, even power homes. That's amazing. So in a place like, uh, say, New York City, with, of course, most famous Central Park, um, exactly. you, could, you could imagine all of the, the power necessary to light and irrigate or whatnot Central Park could be produced by the the soil and the, the, the nature within Central Park. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, exactly. And uh, obviously we won't be able to power the whole city, but indeed the park and even some surrounding uh, parts of or buildings uh, could be powered by the whole uh, park. I mean, it's a very big park. <laughs> we all know that. And uh, anyway, yeah, our goal is to make that. But bear in mind that even though I've been criticizing a little bit um, the renewable energies that we have right now, it wasn't really a critic. The only critic there was uh, um, that, that we actually need to think even a little a little bit more but we see ourselves not as the solution but just as a part of that energy mix that we're seeing right now and that is going to get bigger in the next years and one quick question uh, about the deployment so do you see um, everything from cities like New York to to install such panels um, or use the education kits within the school system. You know, do you see cities as, as the main clients? Or do you see also, you mentioned, uh, you know, parents can be purchasing these kits to teach their children at home. Uh, but can, can the panels be purchased at some point in the future to power a home, an individual's home? Exactly. I mean, that's the goal uh, in ten in ten year time years time. So um, right now uh, we are selling this to cities. We are selling this to companies, and we are selling this even to parents, as as you said, uh, to uh, or even schools uh, to to uh, well with the bioed kids, so they can build biological batteries themselves and even turn on uh, an LED light. But it's it's an educational concept. It's a very interesting one, and it's. Uh, 
uh, one that is working very well in in the countries in which we're selling this uh, because it's really changing the way we think. I mean, imagine having your kid going to school, learning that, coming home and saying, hey, um, uh, father, I I know how to, to create energy out of nature itself. Uh, I can even teach you. So in that way, uh, after a year or two, when we launched the bio panel, um, they won't see that as, as something weird, but rather as something necessary. And that's the way we're uh, facing the the well the the market approach basically, and the way we want uh, the world to to be transformed with these uh, concepts. That's brilliant. So, last question for you. Uh, bring us five, ten years into the future, and and what is that user experience like? Well, that's that's a very cool question because um, we see the the cities of the future, uh, not only your home, as um, no longer consisting on uh, concrete walls around you, which is like a 20th century concept. We want to transform that concept and. Um, make you feel surrounded by nature as we should be, but also with technology, with because we, we like to be um, comfortable in our homes as well. So uh, imagine, for example, going inside um, a hotel room or even your home, being able to touch a green wall and turning on the lights of your own uh, room. Uh, imagine, for example, going into the streets of your city and, and seeing um, that the, the plants uh, or the natural spaces that you're having there are not only used as a decorative thing, but something that it's it's really useful because it's powering what you see at night and and that it's the user experience that we're going to see i mean uh, in fact when we talk for example about the applications in agriculture it's very straightforward because when i speak about a battery that you literally plug in the soil it's just like that i mean the only thing it requires it's water and any kind of agricultural um, uh, field, well, mostly any kind, uh, they already have uh, irrigation, so it, it's not really going to be a problem. So in general terms, it's going to be something as easy as buying a smartphone right now, because it, it has to be like that. It has to be simple. And a lot of investors have, have told us that the beauty of what we do is basically the beauty of simplicity. Makes and I'll tell you to hear you earlier say you don't even need the plants. All you need is soil. Is hope for someone who tends to kill every plant he's ever touched. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> that even my home could be powered and, and controlled by uh, switches and, and an energy source found in, in soil and plants. Well, listen, this is truly, as I said earlier, truly innovative, revolutionary. Um, thank you for walking us through what you're already doing, the success you've already had, but also painting this picture for what the future can be for all of us. Now, for all of our listeners and, and viewers who are interested, um, how can they you know, learn more or get in contact with you? Well, uh, if you if you're able to go into the internet and look for uh, bio with two O's, B I O O, um, and, well, it will be very straightforward. Otherwise, just go into bio uh, biotech uh, with two O's as well dot com, and you'll be able to to see everything we do. Feel free to contact us. Uh, you'll have everything right there. And anyway, uh, of course, you're absolutely invited to follow us in our social networks. Terrific. Pablo Vedarte, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for the incredible impact you're having on the world and how we think about 
producing and using energy in the future. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. In addition to thanking our guest, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.